Diamond Club Baseball has produced elite athletes for 10 years now and is even trusted by your Colorado Rockies to run their scout team program. Diamond Club is based right here in Denver, and their goal is to treat player development just like it's a minor league organization so that your child can be set up for the ultimate success. Everyone works together to make sure that everyone's getting the proper instruction that they need to help youth athletes grow and to become great ball players yet enjoy the game. That's why I have my son playing with Diamond Club because it's it's a great way to really show them they're, they're learning baseball the right way. That was Sean. As he mentioned, his son plays on a Diamond Club team. They offer multiple summer camps, private lessons, high school teams, and youth competitive teams. Plus, their prices are more affordable than their competition. Diamond Club has very fair price. You know, when you kind of pay and know that all fees for the tournaments, fields, uniforms, and instruction are taken care of, as well as getting access to some of the things that other programs don't offer, like entire team instruction and fitness programs, you know, the whole package to really make sure that a ball player ends up a well-rounded youth athlete. Believe us when we tell you that after experiencing the knowledge, positive attitude, work ethic, and fun that their summer camps provide, your child will want to play on one of their teams. Check out diamondclubbaseball.net today to learn more. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by The Green Solution. The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to the website mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, your concentrates, your edibles, and your topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Well, Zach... The fighting continued yesterday, mm. and it wasn't quite as juicy as like uh, the fight that they're teasing in Bachelor of Paradise right now. <laughs> I heard it's I heard it's the most dramatic fight ever. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, but it was more dramatic than anything I saw in the first episode of Hard Knocks. <laughs> and real quick. I love our community so much <laughs> because I just like passively throw out there like hey, if anyone wants to hook me up with that HBO password, you know, yep. slide in the DMs. Yep. Well, many, mm. many of our listeners came through. In fact, one person who lives in my apartment complex just offered to, for me to come <laughs> over and watch. There you go. So, Ryan, that got me thinking, what else do we need? What else do we need? I, that's what I was thinking, too. Can I, was like, up with. I, I should be like, hey, you know, if anyone wants to slide me $10, here's my uh, Venmo. <laughs> and you know what? Now that we're on it, if anyone wants to pay the cable bill, that would be great, too. All right. Now you're getting greedy. <laughs> what about things that don't require a monetary investment? Yeah, j- just like a password. I mean, I've got Netflix already. Do you need Hulu? I don't have Hulu. But <laughs> what, what, what would you use Hulu for? I don't know. You know, I actually do have Hulu. It Spotify just decided to include it. I think oh. they like acquired them or something. They're okay. like, 
now your Spotify includes Hulu. Hey. And I like I went through the process to sign up and I've never even opened it once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um what else is do you need like um some sort of like fantasy football insider stuff? I'm the insider. Oh I'm the insider. I'm one and oh right now. One and oh in terms of what? In terms of our fantasy. Did you win the championship? No. No, but I want to know in terms of uh, preseason fantasy. Oh, preseason fantasy. fantasy. Oh, okay, yeah. You're the Vance Joseph of fantasy football. Hey, you can call me the Vic Fangio of fantasy football. That's true. You guys are both one to know. And we will get to the fantasy football uh, preseason draft shortly. Uh, but again, I just wanted to thank you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> That's and, so cool. And while we're here and talking about it, I might as well just give an update on the, uh, the chase for yes. greatness. Yes as it's been branded right now. <laughs> um, we are now... Uh, let me give a live update. Might oh, as well here just... we go. Live update at 9.35 Mountain Daylight Time. Is that what we are on? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the... Mountain Standard Time. MDT. I always just call it Mountain Standard Time. Me too. Me too. All right. We are four away from tying the record, Ooh. five away from breaking the record. So we, we got to at least get five by, by midnight tonight. Oh, yeah. No, by kickoff tomorrow. By kickoff? Okay. No, wait. We said... No, yeah. By, by kickoff tomorrow. The, the, the ultimatums don't technically start until next week, but come on. You guys are coming through. Right, and right, right. And also, you want game coverage, right? Why would you wait till next week? No. Then you're, then you're just missing out on some juicy Joe Flacco content. Yeah, because Joe's going to be in there. <laughs> yep. Which is good to hear. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you, for me, that was not storyline because i just thought it was a guarantee yeah i agree with that real quick the promo code is broncos camp and it'll get you ten dollars off an annual subscription it will also get you a free t-shirt the two costs essentially are a wash and then when you just teach yourself to decide that you're gonna just take a take a nickel put one on each one of your thumbs (laughs) and just flip them at zach and i uh as if we're street performers (laughs) Each day for the podcast, well, then you don't have to pay for either of those things. You're just paying for the podcast, which you already know you do every day. Now you're just giving us a nickel a day each. We pretty much are street performers for your ears. Street performers for your ears. <laughs> it's a new slogan. <laughs> Damn good street performers <laughs> for your ears. That's <laughs> just, a good ring to it. It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, storylines from yesterday. I brought up the fight. I want to uh, give the listeners the payoff on that. I didn't have the names. You you were the uh, journalist between us. You said it was Don Barclay and Deshaun Williams. Yep. Don and Deshaun. <laughs> the just, rumble on, just, the, <laughs> on the field. <laughs> the rumble with some tumble. And it was just after a normal play. The two were clearly were going at it on the play. And then just turned into like a, a quick little scuffle. And then it seemed like it broke apart. Was there it, punches? It was like it was like grabbing punches. You know, you're kind of connected, but you're trying to throw a punch, but you're also like holding the guy. Would you call it a a uh, excessively aggressive shove? Individual hands at a time. Yes, that's exactly how I describe okay, it. Okay, okay, all right. I'm I'm getting the scene a little e- more. Exactly. Because I didn't. 
I didn't see until the highlight, which was Vic Fangio. <laughs> yep. And so they're kind of just going at each other's shoulders, almost like a rock'em sock'em sort of thing. And you knew it wasn't going to get like serious, but then it kind of died down, just like rock'em sock'em. You know, you take a little break, and then it started up again. And that's when that's when Vic took over. Vic went in, and they were uh, in shells, so you, they have like. When they're in shells, they still have these like little shoulder pad thingies on. Yep. Um, they're not like the big shoulder pads. It's more just like a foam cover for them. Well, Vic got in there under Deshaun <laughs> Williams' shell, grabbed him with both hands, like lifted both his <laughs> hands, and pile drove him all the way to the sidelines where there he gave him a sho- like a dismissive like, <laughs> screw you type of shove and let's just say he was giving him the business on the way over there it was actually a really impressive block now I know Deshaun hopefully for his sake wasn't wasn't given any pushback but that's what you want to see right because one day before Vic Fangio tells the team that the fighting is unacceptable he tells them multiple times he tells them after practice and then he tells the media it can't happen it shouldn't happen and that it's not okay to do that. And then, come on, Donnie B and Deshaun Williams are going at it. You guys got to know a little better than that. So he said, no, this ain't happening on my watch. It was great. It, I hope it sent the message that he was trying to because it sent a message to us. Yeah. Like, Vic is not messing around about this. Like, if you disobey something he says, you're going to hear about it. Does it look like I was gotten a little fight too? Uh, no, I'm not seeing anything. You're not seeing it? Oh, no. my God. To me, it looks like the most obvious thing when I look in the mirror. What do you got going on? Right here? Is it a... No? Oh, a little cut? A little, uh... I bit myself. You bit yourself? I bit myself so hard. This thing feels like a crater in my mouth. Oh, uh, I've had that happen. Yeah. A lot of injuries on this podcast <laughs> recently. Still working in the uh, calf muscle. You know, I'm I'm fight. It really is an injury. I'm not just hurt, and I'm fighting through it. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah, good. I'm like Vic, and I don't think that kidney stone has passed. We haven't. Yeah, Which maybe is it was wild. Maybe it was acting up yesterday. <laughs> that's why. He, uh, oh God, I really pray that I never have to deal with that. I I do too. I for some reason I thought they were just like a 24 hour thing too. I don't know. I have no clue. But someone was telling me it's from dehydration. Mm. is that have you heard that as a, a root cause I think so, I think so. It makes sense I mean it's not like I've, I've watched Vic and see if he drinks water but he's wearing a hoodie out there yeah he's sweating out all he, his fluids he's sweating it out without showing it hmm maybe he isn't sweating it out maybe it like all the sweat just drips down his leg <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah so I don't know if it's if it's purely a dehydration thing i i can guarantee i'll never get a, a kidney stone that's true thanks to this With baby your, right here <laughs> you hear that people have multiple people have said they like they they uh they can hear the the water bottle when i take a sip of it <laughs> it's, it's it's just part of the pod now it's it's our subliminal advertising for a little something we're working on at bsn for breckenridge brewery since the water bottle has a sticker on it could be Anytime you hear that noise, maybe Ryan's just drinking a nice cold Breck on the rocks. Speaking of beer on the rocks, that Ooh. will come up later in the podcast. Oh, what a tease. <laughs> what a te- this will go a few ways. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. But beer on the rocks will come up later. 
You know what also come up later? What? Maybe some football. We might talk about football. Seahawks, Paxton Lynch. Should we just replay my rant about Paxton yeah. from yesterday? Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. And just call it a pod. It, it was pretty good. <laughs> Has, I have, listened- your, have your feelings changed? No, certainly not. <laughs> I listened back and I was like, ooh, that was pretty harsh. <laughs> But, but I you, meant what I said. Yeah. So you, you said what you meant. Said what I meant. All right. Why don't we do the fantasy draft? Mm. Are you ready for that? Uh, no. You know what? Before that, anything else from practice yesterday that stuck out to you from a practice standpoint? One thing to note, it, it was not a full speed type of practice. It was shells. Well, it has a lot to do with what we're expecting in the game. But Drew Locke, he was the quarterback yesterday. He was getting tons of 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 third team reps but a lot of second team reps as well joe flacco's a starter kevin hogan's coming in after but then it's going to be the drew lock show joe flacco's gonna play a little kevin hogan's gonna play a little and drew lock is going to play a lot that's a quote yep exactly straight from vic fangio and uh, brett rippon <laughs> gonna get the fries at the end if they're still there and i like that because don't don't you think that John Elway and the Broncos would have liked to see Drew Locke in that game-winning situation last week. Just put him in as many situations as as possible, and you're not going to take Drew Locke out and then put him back in for that. So, so the Broncos didn't do anything wrong with that last week, but they're saying, okay, wait, how many series did Brett get? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. Drew needs to get more of those. If you're a coach. Would you? And I'm putting this in my little my Vic Fangio notebook. I think I would tell all the play, all the quarterbacks, all the players to stay ready at all times during a game, because here's how we approach the preseason. I want you guys to experience live situations, and so you know what? If it's the fourth quarter of a preseason game, and I want to see my first team offense go out there and put a drive together, screw it. I'm doing it. You know what? So don't take your pads off. Don't be proposing on the sidelines. Don't be signing autographs in your T-shirts. Keep your pads on and be ready to go in at any moment because maybe I just want the first-team offense to go convert third and 13. Go. It's a very Vic Fangio thing of you to say because, you know what, in my head, it just makes sense. And, Ryan, another thing that you say is it's just the cost of doing business. If someone were to get hurt doing that, it's just the cost of doing business, and you can't play scared, in my opinion. I completely agree. All right, uh, BSN Denver fan favorite Allie, <laughs> Allie Monroy is here, and she has a message for you guys. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for the love, Lindsay, and I appreciate it. But if you do love hearing my voice, then you can, you should check out the Denver Sports Podcast, where I'm the host, and I've got Ryan on there pretty much telling him to shut up when he tries to talk about The Bachelorette. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, and we talk all four sports with all of our beat writers, and it's it's really a lot of fun. So be sure to check that out if you do want to hear more of my voice. <laughs> well, thanks, Allie, and thanks for telling me to shut up, I guess. <laughs> uh, we uh, we have a lot of fun on that podcast, so check it out. And like you said, there's uh, there's your fill, there's your extra fill of Allie <laughs> if you guys are, are truly looking for it. Anyways... Um, yeah, situational football. That's what the preseason should be about. Everyone can be rotated in at any moment. I'm talking mid-drive, mid-quarter, mid-series, mid-play if I feel like it, if I'm the coach. (laughs) Keeps people on their toes. I love it. 
It's like hockey. I love I love the the idea. So yeah, I, I'm a, I agree with you. Um, it's nice to have like a Jawan Winfrey out there in that situation last week, but unfortunately, I don't think Brett. Uh, Brett, I think Brett Rippon is going to get cut, but he might come back on the practice squad. What What's the plan for Brett Rippon? Like, what is the organization's plan for him? We know the plan for Drew Locke. I don't know. It's It's a situation I think where Rich Gangarello really liked him, so they brought him in, but. I guess they did give him a hundred thousand dollars or something guaranteed money and guaranteed money. And maybe that's to, they gave him that and said, if we cut you, will you come back to our practice squad? Maybe, but like you are allowed to decline. Yeah. You are allowed to decline a team trying to pick you up. Right. Because if you do want, like you don't just get to pick someone up for your practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, if the Broncos cut him and the Ravens want him, they have to sign him to their 53-man roster. Right. With that being said, he can say no. So maybe that was the promise in the contract. When we cut you at the end of training camp, we're going to bring you back to the practice squad, but you have to turn – we'll give you $100,000 guaranteed, but you have to turn down anyone. That would be bad business for him, though, because what? That would be passing up on $400,000. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's bizarre about the guarantees because it the guarantees essentially was an entire year on practice squad. With a with a solid salary though, right? Yeah, it would be so it'd be double. He would get double because the guarantee was Isn't it seven thousand a week for sixteen weeks? Exactly, which is like hundred and twenty thousand, which is like similar to what his guarantee was. Hmm. So I wonder what the the plan is because the plan can't be anything more than a, a good career backup, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess you, you hold out hope that all of a sudden he just bursts onto the scene and becomes, you know, a great quarterback. We certainly haven't seen that yet. Um, he looks like a rookie with less talent than Drew Luck. Is he, is he their Kirk Cousins to the RG3? A lot more, uh, a lot less extreme than that because that was a first round pick and a third round pick, wasn't yep. it? Yep. Is that their hope? Is that is that that's that's what he is? That's his ceiling, right? I guess. I, or at I, least I, I'm not. I'm not trying to think of compare him to Kirk Cousins. I'm just trying to say like. But like his ceiling role. is like something goes wrong with Drew Lockett and then he comes in and is like the the next in like apparent. in like three or four years something goes wrong with Drew Lock exactly. Maybe I think it's possible. I just I just think Rich Gangarella liked him. He's like, let's bring this guy in. I, I have a history of developing young guys like this, so um, give me this guy. And so my point is, he's not really in the cards. So once you get into the valuable reps of preseason, they should be going to where the value's at. It's not Kevin Hogan. It's not Brett Rippon. It's Drew Locke. So I love seeing it for this game that it's going to be set up that way. Where are you on um, uh, number of quarterbacks on the 53? Until until Drew makes the jump, it's three. Right now, though, I feel like it's two. It I, I feel like when I'm projecting out, it's going to be two. But it's it's hard to say when Kevin Hogan's still the two. So you okay? So you're still thinking by the end of this, they say Drew's ready. Bye, Kevin. Yeah, and maybe it's maybe it's the meds that Vic's been on with uh with the kidney stones still in his body, but he's been 
Did you hear when he had, had an interview and called them magic drops? <laughs> no way. Like meds? Yeah. Is he referring to like a morphine drip? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, that might have been it. He's like, it, it was during the game. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling much better now after some magic drops. <laughs> like a 60-year-old guy that's that's referred to as the godfather by many, and he is out here calling things magic drops. <laughs> I, it took me to a, a weird place. <laughs> Um, so I was confused, but I didn't think about a morphine drip. Yeah. I mean, it could be that <laughs> magic <laughs> drops. <laughs> the Broncos have sure been having plenty of magic drops on their own. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's not much magic in those. It's the regular drops. Exactly. <laughs> they need something magical to teach them how to catch the ball again. But I think Vic's been actually pretty complimentary in Drew in terms of his timetable. He said a few times... Hopefully it, it, it doesn't take that long. And actually once said, maybe it's next week, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's three weeks. So I do think that they are going to, they're not going to hold him back. They're really going to try to expedite that so that it is only two quarterbacks. All right. It's time for my favorite thing about the preseason. Preseason fantasy draft. Mm. And we know that you have the first overall pick. Where are you going? Are we snaking this? We're not snaking this one. We're snaking next week. All right, that's fair. To be to be fair, <sighs> with not as if the non-snake helped me at all <laughs> last week. With the first overall pick, didn't know where to go with this, but I'm going. <sighs> I don't know where to go. I I need to be that defensive coordinator, or I need to be Phil Lindsay, and do what what you want me to do, or what you don't want me to do. And right. there's there's two guys. I'm deciding between. All right, go for but it. But I've got to do it. I'm going Drew Locke, number one overall. You had to. Yeah. Was that was that who you didn't want me to pick? For sure. I didn't okay, even good. care about anyone else. <laughs> um, do you know who my other guy was? Good. Good. Keep it that way. I think I'm going to take him right now. Mm. Uh, with my first pick in the week two preseason fantasy draft, I will take Juwan Winfrey. Oh. That was not who I was expecting, but I, I mean, come on. I shouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, that's a good I, one. I think he is going off. Mm, because of Kevin Hogan? No. Well, I mean, that helps. It doesn't hurt. But he's going to be out there a lot. I think they're really trying to integrate him. And I feel like he got some momentum with the touchdown catch last week, so I think he's gonna he's gonna snap. It's really, I mean, he could be out there with the first team, and he could be out there all the way until Drew. I mean, he could be out there with Brett Rippin. We saw it last week, so yep. that that's a really smart one. I get my two top picks. I love it. I'm going Kalfani Muhammad for mm. my second pick. Uh, I think that's gonna cause you some trouble. Uh oh. Uh oh. Because I think he's he's way on the outs right now. He's in the Brett Rippin category. Uh oh. Uh-oh. So how long do you think Phil, Royce, Theo, Devontae play? That's four guys. That is four guys. They have to get all of them reps. At least yeah, a half. Yeah, that's scary. At least I think those guys will dominate the first half. But then I think it's the Muhammad show in the second half. Could be. Is Devontae Jackson even still around? I haven't noticed him at all <laughs> yeah. He's still around. I feel like he's not getting reps. No. No. Theoretic. Yeah. And he, it shouldn't be a surprise. He's not taking away from Devontae Booker's reps right now. 
I'm not saying he's not going to kick Devontae Booker out of the 53 because I still think that happens. He's taking David Williams' reps and Devontae Jackson's reps. David Williams. Sheesh. You want to take him? Did, did I hear that? Yeah. Was that, a, was that a pick? That was a pick. <laughs> okay, uh, with my next pick, again, you can't draft another quarterback. We're clear on that, right? Mm, yep, not for the flex. Anything else is open, though, for flex. Right. Uh, with my next wait, pick- wait, really quick. Should we open this up to Seahawks quarterbacks, too? We are not, no. <laughs> Although, it would be interesting. Um, okay, with my second pick, I'm going to take Noah Fant. Mm, why? Because, one, he got a ton of reps last week. And, two, I noticed them target him multiple times in the red area, mm. as some call it. Uh, and, and they just weren't able to connect. But I think they want to build the idea in his head that he is a red zone weapon. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a really that's a really solid pick. With my next pick, where am I going here? Where? Last week you sent me the uh the uh the rosters so I could like see I could like fill them out mentally. You oh, didn't do that for me this week. I'll I'll send it to you right now. All right, thanks. <sighs> help me out here. Who's uh who's a wide receiver? You want me to help? Uh, yeah. Help you out? I want help here. Because I felt good about... I've got a wide receiver for you. Who? Steven Dunbar. <laughs> yeah. I felt good about like any wide receiver last week. Who's going to play besides Juwan Winfrey? Man, that was a, that was a good under-the-radar pick. None of these guys excite me at all. Begrudgingly, I will go... Kelvin McKnight. Solid. I don't like it. Yeah. I feel like ever since Emmanuel Sanders started coming back to 11 on 11, yep. it's kind of the same effect that Theo Riddick is having. Like yep. Just less guys are getting opportunities up there, and it's it's not as exciting. Thanks. Hey, who just slid into your DMs? Thanks for uh, hooking <laughs> it up here. All right. So we are pretty even along, along the uh, the front here. I'd have no idea how the reps are going to be split. Did, last year, Vance Joseph did a great job of telling us like how reps were going to be split. Right. Vic is, he's been so hesitant. Because as I said last week, he he reserves the right to change to yeah. do whatever he yeah. wants. No, I'm, game, I'm you know? okay with that. Yeah. No, I am too. I'm just saying like as soon as you say we're going two series for the ones, well then the second that they go three and out, three and out, and you you just want them to have something to hang their hats on, well yep. then it looks like you were desperate. Right. Exactly. Ah, okay. I got to do something here. Man. Mm. I don't know what to do. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you. For some reason, this feels like way harder than last week. Except I'm locked in for my next pick. The card is filled out. I think this guy has to prove something. And I think they're going to give him an opportunity to. So, despite the fact that he didn't even play last week, I'm going to take Devontae Booker. Here. Yeah. I, I I mean, he should play this week, right? If you're not – I feel like if he doesn't, you're not giving him a chance to earn his spot or he his spot is somehow already earned. Right. Wouldn't that be wild? If, if he's sharpied right now? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard right before they signed 
Riddick that he wasn't sharpied, but he was darn near close. And yeah, Theo's got to hurt that. But I I like that pick. Next pick, I'm going Troy Fumagalli. I couldn't mm. let I couldn't let you flex me on the tight end like that. Fair enough. Uh, that's a good move. He's been. Uh, I've noticed a little connection between him and Drew Locke this week. Mm, and so that's he, good for you. He's kind of died down the pat the, the first what the, like the middle ten days of training camp, but hopefully he bounces back. All right, my next pick here. I'm going to go back to the receiver position, and I counted on this guy last week. He didn't do much for me, but although no one did anything for me, he might have been one of my highest scoring <laughs> players because I do know he did have like one catch for 11 yards. Uh, Nick Williams. Mm, Nick. Yep. He's uh, that's a guy that's going. He's going to play. So that's that's a that's a good one. I like this one. I like this one. I feel comfortable with this one. I'm going Theo Riddick. Interesting. So I thought about Theo uh, long and hard when I took Devontae Booker. And I just thought, I think he's going to get like heavy reps with like the first team. Yeah. And then he might be out. I, but I like we, like we said, I have no clue. He might right. be in all game. Yeah, maybe he's a he's a receiver with the first team and then slowly transitions, and he ends the game as a true running back with Brett Rippon. Anything could happen. Or he could not play. Yeah, maybe say he's, Would not, I be he's shocked? not integrated with the offense enough no. yet to put him out there. Hey, don't worry, but I had Booker last week, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, you have quarterback, running back, and a flex. <clears throat> I guess I'll take Devontae Jackson here. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> After trashing on your guy. I have no clue what they're doing with running back reps. He might not play at all. We'll call your team the Devante team. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, both of my wide receivers have a W last name. They do. Wow. This is quite the uh, the name-oriented team for you. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go. I got to get another receiver. Hmm. I, I, I like this one. I like this one. I'm going to go Fred Brown. Mm. Downtown Fred Brown. Downtown Fred Brown. Another guy who really hasn't shown up at all at practice <laughs> since Emmanuel Sanders got on the phone. No. Field. No, the, the, these young studs have disappeared. It's a really good point. Okay, so I have a wide receiver and a flex. Quarterback and a flex. Oh, yeah. Well, quarterback so, will be my last pick. You got a flex. Show me those guys. Oh, I don't have a wide receiver opening? Oh, nope. just a flex. Winfrey which and Nick Williams. Will be a wide receiver. You don't go want to go well. I'll hold my comment. Hmm. Am I forgetting about a player? <laughs> I don't think so. Someone's screaming at us right now. I mean, I know who I think you're thinking. I'm not thinking anyone. Oh, okay. Oh I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, what do you someone. have left? I have flex. Okay, so this doesn't right. this doesn't matter. Uh, uh, I'll take Trinity Benson. Okay. Okay. Who did you think I was thinking you were thinking? Austin Fort. Yep. Exactly. I mean, I love Vic Fangio's honesty. He says the Fort has collapsed. 
pretty much. <laughs> he didn't use those words, but he said he's been getting a ton of reps. I'm so happy. That he said that. <laughs> Not because of, I don't. I wish any, any ill will against Austin Ford. I hope I hope he has great success. But coach, what do you man, think of Austin Ford? Big Man Joe said that it would be one of the most incredible things. <laughs> well, would he? Would it be better with a smile or if he was just dead faced? He's like, well, guys, uh, don't know how else to say this, but the Ford has collapsed. <laughs> Would the media laugh? <laughs> of course. Like kind of a horrified laugh. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, in fact, we literally just cut him five minutes ago. <laughs> He's walking off the field. Austin! Austin! Go see John. Just leave your pads out here, bud. <laughs> oh and if it's John talking to him, he definitely is saying bud. Alright. My last pick. Take him. I'm going to go Royce Freeman. Huh. You're always uh, more willing to take actual, actually good players. And it could totally backfire. It did in a few ways last week, but the problem was it was the most horrific offensive display <laughs> ever, and no one scored any points. All right. Well, you, that... you, you just have quarterback left, but it's not obvious to me, at least. I know. So here's my debate. Since you're the, since I'm the last pick, I don't need to. Sh- I don't have to worry about right. sharing any. Yep. Uh... yep. Show your cards. Kevin Hogan is going to play, and I assume it will be more than Joe Flacco. I agree. But what we learned last week is the only thing that matters is touchdowns. That's the only way you can score any real points in this game. And so the the question the real question is does Joe Flacco lead a touchdown drive? If he does, then it doesn't matter how long he plays. Right. But mm. he also isn't going to have Emmanuel Sanders, and I've seen what this offense uh, looks like when they don't have Emmanuel mm. Sanders. It's a tough one. Brett Brett's also out there. He may or may not play. <laughs> kind of a wild open up card. Paxton Lynch to me as well. <laughs> Um. Wait, if Paxton was available in this, would he be your pick right now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just to troll everyone. Wow, look at Matt Patricia riding around on an ATV at, at practice. Why? Oh, know. he's... Is he hurt? Do you like tear like, his ACL or something? Bill Kolar style? His is way cooler. It's a matte black ATV yep. with a with a Lions logo on That's it. That's really true. Bill Kolar is just riding around in a golf cart. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you know what? I'm gonna roll the dice a little bit, mm. and I'm gonna go with Joe Flacco. Yep, I like that. I, I your reasoning was was completely spot on. I could if they go three and out on the first series, Joe Flacco's getting another one. Let's say they go three and out again, Joe Flacco's getting another one. I think he's going he's going to be given. A little bit more opportunity than people think to succeed. It just it doesn't feel like Vic Fangio uh, is a guy who coaches scared in my mind. I agree. I I completely agree. And so I think he's going to give them a chance. Completely agree. But heck, they could go uh, like nine and out on the first series, and that could be it. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, it could be. It, but that would be what six more yards, yards, maybe <laughs> more <laughs> yeah. yards than uh, than anyone accumulated last week. <laughs> exactly. So. The most, the two most talented offensive players on the Broncos were not picked. Emmanuel Sanders, of course, he's not going to play, and Phil. They both stayed away from Phil. Yeah, it's because I don't want them to mess around with Phil. And I don't think they will. I think Royce will play with the second team. I don't think Phil will. I could see a situation where <laughs> Phil doesn't play. 
I could too. And they just say, hey, we're just still being careful with the wrist. Is there any reason not to? Any reason not to not play him? Yep. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I guess is there any reason to play him? No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, just to get him in integrated with, with the blocking scheme and whatnot on a, on a, uh, a live scale. And he, he looks fine to me. He doesn't need that. I did ask Vic Fangio if there's any players, barring injury, that won't play in the preseason to see if it was going to be, you know, Von Miller, Chris Harris. He said, nope, everyone's going to play. Uh, remember when I was doing that story on Vic Fangio's approach to the preseason versus Vance Joseph's? I got I went back to the quotes from Vance's first preseason. He told us before the first game over and over and over and over again that Von Miller would play, and then he didn't play him. Yeah. That, that was annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that is annoying. Just tell us the truth. And then Vaughn got like one series um, in a, in the third preseason game, and he sacked Aaron Rodgers. That's what I remember. Wow. I do remember that week uh, in terms of Vance telling us, and then he just never played. And he was like dismissive. He's like, yeah, of course. Right, right. And then <laughs> after the game, he's like, oh, we, you know, we just decided last minute that Vaughn wouldn't play. Thanks. Thanks. That's coaching scared. All right, Ryan, let's get to the question of the week, which is presented by the wonderful sports column. Make sure you check them out. We at BSN Denver love them, so we know that you guys will love them as well. Great for lunch, dinner, late night, wings. extra late night, wings, secret special hot sauce. Oh, what's it called? That is again? like pink flavored. Is it suicide sauce? Yep. I think so. So good. <laughs> and you can shoot jumpers. Yes. Yes. And you're half a block away from Coors Field. From what field? I don't know. Coors? Coors. 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 <laughs> I'm always afraid I'm going to say it your way. And I never do, so I'm so happy with myself. <laughs> uh, we were watching commercials in the office the last time I was in there. And the commercial we were watching very, very clearly says Coors. I don't think so. And the Coorsers, the Coors truthers <laughs> in the office... We're saying like no, they're saying Coors. It was the most frustrating thing. It was a it was a Yanny Laurel situation. When was the last time you got yours checked? I never. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to. It definitely Coors. I have incredible hearing and eyesight. What'd you say? Uh, you said. What'd you say? <laughs> 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 oh my god! All right. So question of the week. Make sure you go to sports column and get a nice coors on draft and the question was what's the most important thing for you to see in the second preseason game we heard from a lot of you so let's jump in matthew south says paxton to get totally laid out and pulled apart by our defense that's messed up in my book he is still public enemy number one he lazy lackluster effort hurt this team so much he has some nerve to even speak out against the broncos not being a family Agree with him on many points, except for I just don't, I don't wish him to like get injured. <laughs> also, also, I was obviously extremely hard on Paxton yesterday. I don't think, and, and maybe I'm being naive here. I don't think even if he did give full effort, I think if he gave full effort, he would have been more respected in the locker room. Maybe he would have felt better about the family, which was more of my point yesterday. I don't think he had what it takes, even if he was a tireless worker. I agree. I agree. And also, I don't think Paxton changed from college to the NFL. So I think that shows you where blame should be. 
there a lot a lot of blame to go around. Right. But the the Broncos drafted a guy and he stayed the same. Yes. They hope for change or, or they just, just didn't de- even know. Development is a two way street. Right. You can lead a horse to water. Right. Can't make a drink. Exactly. You can lead a Bronco to water. Zachary, my guy. Says limited drops. Uh, Zachary is actually my guy. Oh, he's clearly my guy. Just because you have the same name doesn't mean he's your guy. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Sorry. Shouldn't your name be spelled Z-A-C-A-R-Y? No, I just cut it early. I just cut it early. Now, here's what I don't understand. Is your na- your name, your given name is Zachary. Exactly. Was there an H in there? Yeah, yeah, but we just cut it early. You know, it doesn't make sense. How do you spell your name Z-A-C-K when your name is Zachary? Oh, is it probably Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y? I don't know if I've ever seen that. That makes me a little uncomfortable. My thing is, what, under your own logic, yes. wouldn't that be Zachary? What? The C-H? Yes. It would be. All right. It, it would I'm, be. It would be. I'm glad we've got that <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Zachary David. I could Stevens. be I could be Zachary Steffens if my last name was spelled incorrectly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're uh, very passionate about that. I could be unique. Limited drops would be huge. We don't want to see any more magic drops. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to find a way to incorporate that into like a question to Vic. <laughs> was was a Vic, I know drop. you were looking for some magic. <laughs> Drops, though. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I actually am going to ask Vic Fangio this. I'm curious what you think he'll say. You're Vic Fangio. All right? Mm. Get, in, get into character. Mm. Vic, obviously you play the Raiders two times this season. Can you learn anything from watching Hard Knocks? Well... <laughs> <laughs> the think- well was good. That was good. That was good Vic right there. <laughs> I think he's going to say yes. I think so too. Well, you you take everything. And then if he says no, what if he just says flat out no? You know what my response would be? What? JJ Watt once said that he learned the snap count of the Cincinnati Bengals for week one just by watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> That's pretty hard to <laughs> to dispute. And then Vic is gonna Deshaun Williams me. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's going to do it with the podium. He's going to pick the podium up and just drive it right through oh, you. Oh, God. That would hurt so bad. <laughs> oh, I love that. You've been Deshaun Williams. <laughs> uh, um, but that's a question where Vance, I knew the answer to Vance, what Vance would say. He'd go, <laughs> no. A, a TV show? No. Guys. He would have said guys. <laughs> guys, what you got to realize here is that this is the NFL. <laughs> right. You can't be watching TV shows. I assume Vic is uh, like some light. Didn't he say he used to like Friends? Yep. <laughs> he used to watch yep. Friends with his daughter. Yep. And Vic is a guy who, he's he's more youthful than you would expect. So he gives me like, this great answer. He's like, yeah, I think you need to, you know, um, get gather as much information on your opponents as you possibly can. And I'm like, follow up. Can you learn anything about coaching from watching Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> He'd probably know about the latest episode. He's like, no, but you can learn how to not be a Blake. <laughs> All right, next one comes in from Andy Givens, comma, realtor. <laughs> says, no injuries. 
Touch wood. Yes, absolutely. Tim Fitzgerald says, offensive improvement. You can't win in the AFC West scoring 14 points a game. Well, you can if you hold them to 10. If we're going off last week's logic. You can. Yeah. Do you see Kurt Benkert is on the IR? Don't ever say that name on this podcast. <laughs> He's on the IR with a terrible name. Speaking of the Raiders and weird injuries, because, yeah, it is it is because of his name. He's on the IR. Did you see Antonio Brown? Did you see his feet? The picture that was going on social media of his feet? No. Oh, baby. <laughs> We're about to get a live reaction of this. This is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Oh, gosh. Do you know what, do you know what it's from? Did you see the update this morning? No. It's from Extreme Frostbite. What? From the from, from those the Cairo chamber? Yep, exactly. Oh, I've always wondered chamber? how that's like how those chambers aren't bad. And apparently they can be. Wonder if he just stood in there too long? Oh god. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that disgusting? How What color is that? Yellow, Yellow. green? That is disgusting. Hey, Allie, come over here. <laughs> Take a mic. Oh my ew. It look his feet are peeling. Oh my god. It that, looks like I have go- that's gross. It looks like a yellow blister covering a third of or half of his uh, foot. No, it looks like he needs to have like an entire layer shaved off the bottom of his feet because it's just like an entire like the entire sole of his foot has just died. Does he have little urine bags under his feet? I don't know what that means. I don't know. Just it looks like it, it looks like it's like filled with <laughs> filled with yellow pus oh no (laughs) to me it just more looks like dead and it looks like it's a you know have you ever had like a piece of skin that you try to pull like like it's like dead and you try to pull and then it like rips the actual skin and it's really painful yeah it looks like this would be the worst possible ever case of that also i thought it was just i thought it was a toe injury i thought it was like one toe that's the entire bottom of his foot i think he just needs a a high quality pedicure Imagine how much that would hurt, taking one of those uh, those like sandpaper things to the bottom of that. So, did the cryo business just die right before our <laughs> it eyes? May have after the Broncos spent how much money putting them in? Are you supposed to wear like a? Maybe you're supposed to wear like some booties. Mm, probably some cute little guys. Yeah, some some toe. You know those those shoes that like. You put your individual toes in. Ah, yes. <laughs> I, I, I picture you having a pair of those. I picture you having a pair because it's very, it's very bolder. I feel like that is the most bolder shoe. It is, but let's be honest here. In terms of the bolder stereotype, you're more bolder than <laughs> I am. Probably true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd feel claustrophobic in those shoes. Interesting. I feel like I would constantly be like w- uncomfortably wiggling my toes. <laughs> yes. My my sister used to have a pair of socks that showed or that like went over each toe and it made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> that just reminds me of people who just like wear socks around. When you just get ever. home, do you leave socks on? No. Thank God. No. No. If you do that, your feet will end up looking like Antonio Browns. I typically I go the the flops every time I can, and those just come off immediately. Do you re- right, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, how did we get? Here? <laughs> how do we get out of Something here? Something about AFC West. 
from Tim Fitzgerald. Fortress of Comic-Tude Podcast. It says Paxton Lynch on his back a lot. Oh, wow. A lot of hate towards Paxton. From Denver Broncos for life. Continued O-line improvement and improved play from Locke. Not expecting starter numbers, but continual growth and improvement. You are very realistic. Vic Fangio, I should call you. Tyler Kincaid, trademarked, says starters must score once in their limited time. That'd be nice. Hopefully it's a pass from Joe Flacco to Noah <laughs> I wouldn't like that. Nick Geyer says, I want to see if the defensive play calling expands even more. Love seeing that safety blitz last week by Cravens. I think want to see more fun things. Uh, you want to see a little bit of fun, not too much fun. Right, and I wouldn't expect playbooks to be opened up much. I'm just glad that I'm going to be at home and I, there'll be a coffee available to me when I need it. <laughs> uh, from Harrison Keating? Yeah. Keating? Yep. G- yep. <laughs> However you say it. He wants to see Paxton have a horrible game. Can you imagine? <laughs> Like these, a lot of people are more concerned about Paxton playing poorly <laughs> than the Broncos playing well. That's a really good point. Shows just how burnt. Can you believe it was just three and a half years ago? I feel like he's been gone for three and a half years. It was weird when I realized he was in last training camp. Yeah, it feels like so much long longer. Yeah, there like the whole Paxton, uh, the whole Chad Kelly saga happened after that. Case Keenum, oh boy, good thing it seems so much further away. Are you at all concerned about the Case Keenum effect hitting Dalton Reisner for uh, releasing a book as, as a rookie? <sighs> no, because it wasn't, here's everything I've done in life. It's a 32-page children's book. <laughs> illustrated. Written by him, illustrated yeah. by someone else? Yes, he said, I'm terrible at drawing. So. Or is it just a full picture book? Wouldn't that be funny if he's like, I wrote he's it. Like, I wrote the whole thing. <laughs> It's like a comic book. There's like five lines in it. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah, interesting timing. Um, you know what? I'm. I think, thirty-two pages. I think I could write that tonight in my free time. <laughs> I think you could write it by the end of this segment. Yeah. So I I think it's really cool. Um, some people didn't like this quote. I really liked this quote, from Dalton Reisner. Asked why he wants to do a children's book and why he's so concerned about children. He says, that's why I think I'm down here on earth. I'd much rather be remembered as a kind-hearted person who had an impact on children than someone who was good at football. I don't like what you said. You said some people didn't like that? Yep. Come on. A lot of people said, I'd rather him be good at football. uh, That makes me me sick. Yeah. And and what I responded is... Both things can happen. He can he can absolutely do both things. And he's a guy where you don't have you never can question his commitment and love and passion and, and drive and effort to the game. And he has a, a passion for yeah. helping people and doing cool things. And I think that's great. If that's what he's remembered for on this earth, it's it's a it's a much more important legacy. I don't like you if you want to do good things for people. It's just like stop being so concerned about helping the world help my football team. Help, help my left guard position. Yep. All right, Eamon Badwin, my guy. He says, Uh-oh, we're flying all over the place now. You just derailed us. No, I didn't. 
Can the starters on the O-line that played in the Hall of Fame game keep it going? What does Flacco look like as a Bronco? Will Drew rebound? Will we crush Paxton? Tune in Thursday night. Daniel comes in and says, Paxton Lynch to remind us that he is who he thought he was. We thought he was. We thought he was. We were. He is who we thought he was. Easy for you to say. Seth Moldenhauer. Flacco to Sanders a couple times in the likely two drives they get. Curious to see how the offense moves with Flacco. There will be no Sanders. Is that confirmed? No Sanders? Yeah. Vic has never said it, but there's no Sanders. Yeah, I agree. Um, Texas Bronco says, I'm still stuck on McGovern keeping the ball off the ground. The limited time in Thursday's game did not have me convinced. I think that's very fair. Fair. Kyle Mahar. Drew to build some confidence with some good connections. Also, Cortland did not drop any passes. His rookie quote that has always stuck with me was, 100 a day keeps the drops away. Hopefully, he gets back to that mentality. Has he been doing 100? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Last year, I did see it. He certainly wasn't doing it on Monday, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of which, really quick, did you see? You saw the video of the fight. I mean, you showed it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders. The flying punch? Looks like a cat. Yeah, he does. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious, actually. Well, I think there actually is a thing in UFC. I wouldn't consider myself a UFC expert, but I believe there's a thing in UFC called the fly, like a flying punch. That's what he did. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also remember how Cortland Sutton was mic'd up. Yep. I spoke with someone. Oh. You may or may not have heard the audio. Okay. Okay. And they uh, were playing it very coy, mm. but they said, I can't confirm or deny whether or not I heard it. But if someone had heard it, it was probably pretty good. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Good film to watch, wouldn't it? That's like the one one time where you're like, man, how like how fun would it have been to be in that room? You yep. know, where they're editing the audio. Yep. <laughs> how much can we not use of this? I wonder if they got like a request from TMZ or anything. Mm. Come on, we'll give you like five thousand. I probably wouldn't entice to be fired yeah you're definitely getting fired so you got to get a year's salary yeah but also you can never work in the nfl again right probably yeah never in a trusted position and it's definitely not worth like five years salary to tmc right exactly because it's just a training camp fight next one from timothy pierce says no bad snaps from mcgovern it would also be nice to see Locke hit one of those long bombs agree ryan clayman he wants to see how the starters will look can they gel as a team and have consistent play do you think he said jelly as a team i don't know oh it seemed like you got you you got a well, little he spelled uh, gel with a j oh and it's g ryan that ryan claiming that's a total me move right there <laughs> anna chimes in and says i need to see you drew. guys are gel of my uh <laughs> spelling skills i need to see drew from a game to another one from a game to another, and from one series to the next one. I'm also focused on the young receivers. I need to see at least one of them step up. I think that's good stuff, too. Have you heard about Breckenbridge Brewery? What's that? It's just a place that has damn good beers. Do they put them on ice? No. Is that what you thought this was coming up? (laughs) Yeah. You You know what? I bet Strawberry Sky on ice would be quite refreshing. I bet it would be. One thing I've learned, um, I put my I put my first ever beer on ice once on the golf course because it was just it was a warm beer, and I had no option, and I put my beer on ice. It increases the uh, speed, the drinkability speed, 
Because it's gross? No, no. Oh. It's just uh, smooth, more smooth. Does it kind of kill the carbonation? It does kill the carbonation a little bit, and it's just like you can just gulp it down without, you know, sizzling. Right, right. It, and it kind of reminds me of, like, espresso. Like, if you just drink straight espresso, it's going to take you a while. Right. You throw espresso on ice with a little mm. bit of water in there, and now mm. you've got a drinkable drink. Wow, a guy making a case for beer on ice. Anyways... Strawberry Sky beer or, or Strawberry Sky or Breckenridge beer or any anything else, well, it'd be good on ice, on fire, on room temp. Because you can't you can't mess with damn good beer. You can't. Uh, and speaking of Breckenridge, I don't know if you guys know this. Well, actually, you do because we've mentioned it here before. But they have concerts at the brewery, and this Saturday they're having an awesome band there. Mm. Maybe even you might say a Dawson band there <laughs> because the name of the band is Dawes <laughs> and they're one of my favorites of all time uh they have a ton of good jams they have some slow stuff some fast stuff some rock some acoustic it's it's good it's damn good music mm. and you know what accompanies damn good music damn good beer damn good beer so check out <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery and, and if you're in town uh slide over there and and catch the concert on Saturday and also uh, get some damn good beers while you're at it. And catch us fly through these comments because we got 32 of them now, Ryan. The first one from Make... Surely they're all nice and short, right? I'm sure they are. Make the Broncos Great Again says, Hey, guys, I recently had a bowl of Life cereal, and I could not help but think of a seven-minute soak. <laughs> While seven minutes is too long for the average cereal, it's about perfect for grape nuts. However, for softer cereals like Life, I'd recommend a three-minute soak. So pour yourself a bowl of Life. Take out the trash, then wash your hands, and your cereal should be done soaking and perfectly ready to eat. Similarly, cornflakes requires about two to three minutes to soak as well. So the softer the cereal, the shorter the soak. Good luck experimenting with this, and let us know your favorite soak time. Go Broncos. I believe this is wrong, uh, bad opinion. <laughs> I believe that the best amount of time soak for an average cereal is zero. Yeah, zero time because then once you get to the end, it's been soaking for you know three or four minutes. And here's why is I don't maybe we've talked about this on the podcast, but I feel like it's a fresh idea in my mind. Two bowls, a bowl of milk and a bowl of cereal. <laughs> you take your spoon, you submerge. Wow. And then you eat. Why have we never done that before? Too much spillage. At least I'd be spilling all over the place, transporting the cereal to the milk bowl. It's unless you make like a joined bowl where it spills and then doesn't go on the table. Ooh, a bowl with a divider in the middle. Yeah. And then you just scoop the cereal, dip it in the milk, eat it. But you're going to lose some of the cereal in the milk when you dip it. That's fine. But then it's just going to be, it's going to be like a 15 minute. Yeah, it's, at the it's, end it's of a this. process. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in on this. Mm. Who wants to fund the idea? <laughs> you can't do it with grape nuts, though. It's called the Zero Minute Soak. That's the name. Of, <laughs> that's the name of my company. That's the bowl. Yeah, the Zero Minute Soak. <laughs> I love it. Next one coming in from Rob says, "Guys, the Bachelorette eggnog. When are we going to get the most important topic at the forefront of the minds of the whole BSN community? Hot pockets." Zach, when are you going to indulge in the slightly flavored, mediocre freezer snack that is ice cold on the inside and lava on the outside? Yeah, you sold me on it there, Rob. I feel like we've definitely mentioned this before, but the key, 
That's how the whole thing came up. The key is you have to let it set for two to three minutes. You may call it a three-minute soak. A three-minute rest. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Freeze did say we promised it in the off-season. We did. Technically, yeah, we, we have did. until week one. And first game is still over a month away. Plenty of time. You're g- <sighs> Today would have been a good day. Plenty of time. Not with 32 comments. Uh, that's right. From Count Flakia, here's a little note from Diva Watch 2019. I told both of these athletic freaks to shut their Gatorade holes or I'll lock them both in a dark tower where they won't have the opportunity to earn blank in this league because I'm going to toss the ball solely to Hamilton and Riddick for the next 10,000 years. Am I being too harsh? Love the Count. I'll tell you, the Count, you're pretty good. You're very entertaining on here and on Twitter. Committed to the bit. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. F-Y-T-B underscore 512. Oh, he fixed it. Remember it was F-T-Y-B at right? first? So is it official now? What it's, it is? Yeah, it's follow your <laughs> to- follow your total beverage. There, there, there you go. He says, hey, fellas, loving the insight y'all are providing on a daily basis. Question for today is this. With the petty comment made by the wannabe pirate Lynch, will our D go out on Thursday and intentionally rough him up to get the point? D- to the point where to he's the hearing point. footsteps in his dreams. Thank you. I hope they do, but not to injure him, but to give him the same treatment we gave Bla- Brock Lobster when he came into Denver with Houston. Zach, I'm a USU alum, and they and don't catch many USU games in Longhorn territory, but was able to catch the USU versus CSU game last year and just have one question for you. Did he really step out of bounds? I love that people think you're a CSU guy. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't... Uh, I don't, I don't know. Do you know the game? Is it? It's one of the most hilarious things of all time. Refresh my memory. CSU thought they won on a Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. But the player stepped out of bounds on his route to the end zone, which is inexcusable, and got a flag for illegal touching. Of course he was in bounds. He definitely was <laughs> Yeah, you probably got some sick joy out of that. Do you think the the defense will will have a, uh, an extra incentive to rough up Paxton Lynch? What players are really gonna be going up against Paxton that have that incentive? Will Parks, Justin, not Justin. Will Parks? Maybe and Will Parks f- actually like really liked Paxton. Right. Maybe one or two, but it's not gonna be. You're not gonna get the Derek Wolfs of the world going up against him. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right, uh, from Lasagna Lance, Paul Bremer on December 14, 2013, sorry, 2003, said, quote, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> A reference to the capture of Saddam Hussein. I love it. Ah, great quote. We got him. All right, anyways, oh, wow. uh, Big Tony chimes in here and says, hola, amigos. <laughs> I've been listening to y'all since last training camp. And I finally decided to describe. You know what I have to say to that? Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we got him. He said, I also got my dad signed up as well. We both subscribed just before the training camp promo started, so we missed out on the free T-shirt, but oh well, I guess. No, you actually still should have gotten a free T-shirt. You just didn't get the discount. So look through your emails from when you subscribed. You actually should have a code. If not, email help at BSN Denver, uh, and, and they'll get you straightened out. That's how we take care of our people here. Yes. He says, anyway, I'm originally from Utah, but I live in Las Vegas. Yes, I know. Soon to be Raider territory. There's not going to be like real fans there, I don't think. No. It's going to be away. 
He said, I'm a full-time Uber driver here in the Sin City and listen to the pod every morning as soon as I hit the traffic road. Mm. My dad, a.k.a. Peggy, is a coal miner back in Utah and listens to the pod on his bus to and from the mine. Yeah, that's so we appreciate cool. all of y'all's great uh, We appreciate you. That's really, really cool. Now a few uh, statements or questions. He says, y'all are dogging on my guy, GB. <laughs> Whoa, someone's stepping up for GB. I, just, I actually don't think that, yeah, we've been too hard on him. You want to know someone who's been hard on him? <laughs> Go ahead and listen to the Chesney Unchained <laughs> podcast. You'll think that we are treating him with kid gloves after listening to that. He said, I attended Snow College at the same time as Garrett, the JUCO that he played at before transferring to Utah. We had the same pri- professor for biology and biology lab. Garrett was the classic class clown type. Classic class clown type. That's a mouthful. Just a big goofy guy, as y'all may know by now. When we drafted him, I was so hyped to personally know someone that was going to be playing on my favorite team since childhood. I attended campus rookie season and was able to see him while he was giving post-practice autographs. We shook hands and acknowledged each other. I also got him to sign my phone case. Super cool experience. That's awesome. P.S. He, was going to be, he is going to be a great left tackle in this league soon. He just needs more time to develop. I fully expect him to be much improved with the guidance of Munchak. I promise. Uh-oh, you're putting your back on GB. Here's the thing. Is Garrett 28 now? Yeah. That's wild. You can't need more time to develop at 28. That is crazy. He's almost 30. What an old guy. That I mean, this is not supposed to be a diss to Garrett Bowles, but if you draft someone in the first round that is 25 years old, they have to be an instant hit. They do. You Automatically. And you got to decide, are you picking up that fifth-year option? You got to decide that after this season. And you have to realize that's like that – his second contract is going to be equivalent to a third contract for most players. Usually you get your fifth your fifth year gets you to age about age 25 or 26. Then your second contract might be like a 3-year deal. Then you're signing up again when you're 30. Oh my gosh, what if he plays average this year, which I think we would take. And so they pick up the fifth year option. Next year's his fourth year, he plays average and sometime between fourth and end of fifth year. He wants a new deal, and he's an average left tackle, and he wants to be paid. Wouldn't it just rip your gut out to pay to pay him top dollar? Absolutely. But wouldn't you probably have to? Not, 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 not that you have to make the move, but if you want to keep him, you'd have to pay him top dollar? Yeah. Uh, really? that, and that's the wor- that I think that is the worst thing you can do in in sports. I think is pay too much for an average player. Yeah. Well, they might have done that on the other side of the line. Um, I just the, the what was the thought process there? It was win now, and that's just you cost yourself five years of a of a good player by wanting to win now. What's so funny is Ramcheck was Well, that's what I'm saying. win now. Ramcheck was good right away, but what I'm saying is you like you could have had Ramcheck for 15 years. The most you're getting Garrett for is 10. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and you were thinking of that season when you made that move. I think this is a very against the grain take. I don't see the, you know, incredibly physically talented player when I look at Garrett Bowles. I don't think he's like not physically talented, but everyone just, you know, falls back on, well, he's still so talented. I don't see it. He's athletic. Okay. 
He is athletic for a guy that big. I mean, he was like a lacrosse star. Yeah. So I understand that. And, and I think it'll help him in the zone blocking scheme. But you also have to understand that a zone blocking scheme is more about your head than it is about your feet. Right. Exactly. So we'll see. But I, I it's it's not debatable that the Broncos made the wrong decision there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, he finishes by saying, can someone please tell Patrick Smythe to get a mic so that reporters can pass it around while asking questions during the press conferences? It's so frustrating to only be able to hear the player and coach's responses and have to guess what the question was. It seems like such a simple fix. So if you can please make that recommendation, it would be awesome. Yeah, we'll get, we'll I'll, get right on that. I'll make sure you tell Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually do have a microphone in there, like a I believe that it's called a boom mic yep, in yep, the business. Yep. And uh, in the booming business. Yeah, when business is booming. <laughs> um, and I guess the fix would just be for our guy Rick, who holds the boom mic, mm-hmm. to just move it around. Sometimes they do that, but it's like once every month, and it's always like, oh, what do you? You you have to move with the boom mic. <laughs> uh, I guess you could just get. A wireless microphone, and you just have to. There's two of them, one on each side of the scrum, and you just pass it to whoever's right. Next. Right. They do that for big press conferences. Yeah, you just have to watch out for the press conference hogs <laughs> who might just hold on to that thing and white knuckle the heck out of that uh, microphone and never give it away. <laughs> next one from Hard Rocker says, "Hey guys, I'm a little concerned that Sutton and Sanders might cause a division in the locker room. While Sanders is a veteran and should be a leader at times, seems like a real pain." With that being said, Sutton has not proved anything yet in this league and needs to check his ego a bit. If someone has to go, who is it? Because Sanders is older and only has one year left on his deal, but he is the better player now. Hopefully this has been all been blown out of proportion and I'm just overreacting. Anyways, I look forward to your response. Uh, first of all, they addressed this yesterday. Uh, not quite with their arms around each other, but essentially the same idea. It was mostly just Emmanuel Sanders trying to joke everything off and saying, like, oh, we're going to do a pay-per-view thing, $69.99. Nice. Um, Sutton was just like, yeah, what he said. (laughs) And then they laughed and smiled. And so the first question, the most important question here is, did you buy it? Is is the hatchet buried? No. I mean, it was what 40 seconds for a minute 21 it fit in a tweet the yeah. whole thing fit in a tweet yeah so I under mean, 220 no especially because it was the day after and then they didn't field questions right actually they fielded one question which is like can <laughs> yeah. you tell us what happened right and they didn't really answer it and sanders said oh what did he say what were his exact words it's a very awkward thing to say like we're all good but it wasn't phrased like that i'll pull it up all right all right uh yeah it does one have to go no, but let me tell you this. If we're in a win-now uh, mode mm. here, if one's got to go, it would be Sutton. Mm. Now, if, are they in win-now win mode? I think they are. The thing is, one doesn't have to go. Right. One has to figure it out. <laughs> right. And if they did actually have to let one go, I think they would do Sanders because they could save $10 million Ex- by doing exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, so the question was, where do things stand now? And Emmanuel said, it stands good. Stands good. Stands good. Um, the next one is from Willie Thomas. He says, Vic said Drew is getting a bunch of time this week. What are you looking for from him in his performance? He's going to turn into... He is. He's not 
going to turn into LA overnight, I think you meant to say, but I'm hoping to see little victories. Same goes for the rest of the team. What will you be work- looking for on Thursday? Here's what I want to see from Drew. I want him to just settle down. Yes. And that'll help with the footwork. It'll help with his pocket presence, and it'll help with the accuracy. Did you see uh, – never mind. Um, <laughs> I want to see his, his feet slow down. Mm. He got really happy feet yep. the other day. When t- when I, the first time I ever played soccer, that was the only thing my coach would say. <laughs> And it ruined soccer for me entirely. <laughs> happy, happy, feet, feet? happy feet, happy feet, happy feet, happy feet, happy feet, happy feet. What does that mean? Just keep them jumping? Just like keep your feet moving at all times on the soccer field. And I was like, all right, this sport sucks. <laughs> I've later come to an, uh, appreciate it, but I never wanted to play it. Yeah, when I was when I was young, the uh, the dads would say, you know what? If you just stand in that one place, you'll probably get the ball just as much as if you chase after it the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, anyways. You don't, unlike soccer, in football, you don't want happy feet. And so I just want to see him sl- take his drops comfortably and go through his reads and deliver the ball. Now, that's going to be a lot on his offensive line to give him time. But if he can get time, I just want to see him have clean footwork. Next one coming in from NJ Bronco 85 it's all capital. It's all caps. That way you yelled. Yep. He says, hey, boys, I'm a diehard Bronco fan residing in New Jersey. I came across a podcast right after draft and have really enjoyed the content, but also hilarious banter between the two of you. I was a Mark for quite a while. but <laughs> you Mark both ever a, a guy? <laughs> Wasn't it a Jake and a Matt? <laughs> Jake and a Matt. Now we have a Mark, maybe. <laughs> but you both did a fantastic job of making feel, me feel like a terrible human being for not serving up my dime of support, LOL. There we go. So here I am. Ryan, what do you say? <clears throat> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> he says, thanks for the keep keeping me entertained and also well-informed on my commute to work and back. I'm currently on the hunt for some of those great Breck brews as we speak. Keep up the great work. Well, keep up the great job of subscribing and let us know if you find those Breck beers. Keep tossing those dimes our way. <laughs> Might be able to turn it into a hot pocket. <laughs> From Bronco Duck, he says, this podcast is getting interesting. We have a count trying to reanimate corpses, Keystone Ice references, Hot Pockets, <laughs> Cereal, and Water Debates, and of course, The Bachelorette. What a world. A wonderful world. You guys perfectly outlined the problems with punching, throwing punches in practice. Terrible idea. However, sometimes I think it's easier to clear the air after the anger boils over. Hopefully, Sanders and Sutton were able to put whatever differences they had to bed. I love the passion both men have, and we need both of them for this offense to take a leap forward this year. Since it is a We Get Mad Wednesday, I wanted to talk about packs. Never mind. Ryan took care of that yesterday. My question is this. What offensive weapon, what offensive position group do you feel most comfortable with going into the season? Quarterback, offensive line, tight end, or wide receiver? Running great. backs are the easy answer, so don't use them. That's Thanks. a great, great question. Quarterback. Be- right. Between those, I'm not comfortable in the offensive line. I'm not comfortable with the receivers. With a little hesitation about Emmanuel. If Emmanuel's in there, I feels okay and tight ends just inconsistent so gotta go with the consistent and that's joe flacco you know what you're getting i'll go wide receiver i just feel like there's more talent there and then you also have the veteran equal of, of joe flacco and emmanuel sanders who's probably even a little better than joe flacco in terms of his yeah the ceiling is higher yep 
Uh, Dan Burke, has Justin Flash, Justin Holland's flash for y'all in terms of being that guy when it comes to coverage? I remember hearing once about him breaking up a pass intended for Fant, but nothing more than that. He's flashed. J- just things like that. Yeah. Little little bits and pieces. I think you're going to see a lot of him in the game on Thursday, so watch out for 52. He's flashed to me more on the outside. I mean, just, he looks good from from the outside. Yeah, it's an interesting piece they have there. Yeah. He also says, also, have you ever seen T.C. McCartney and Russell Wilson in the same place? How much do you want to want to bet that T.C. goes missing if Sutton or if Wilson takes the field on Thursday? Mm, not quite seeing that. Wait, tell me. He's saying they look alike. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess a little bit. No. <laughs> has Next. Russell Wilson ever had like a big beard? Because T.C. McCartney has right. a big beard. Right. Yeah. No, I've never seen that. I can't imagine Russ ever having that. Can you? No, not at all. Next one from Mile High Kansas says, Hey guys, you don't think the relationship between Sanders and Sutton would turn into a situation like Rod Smith and Ashley Lalee? Granted, Sanders isn't Rod Smith level of play, nor is Sutton as bad as Lalee. But Lalee always said he wanted to be the wide receiver one, which was never going to happen while Smith was still on the team. Curious your thoughts and if it's still even a possible comparison. Thanks, guys. I don't know too much about that situation. I'll be honest, but I don't think I don't think this is gonna like spiral out of control. I think we saw the worst of it the other day. Does this kind of lead to a man this this like kind of for sure being Emmanuel's last year with the team, and not for this reason, but to me that was already a foregone conclusion. To me, it makes it seem like yeah, you can't really keep Emmanuel around. You can't keep these two guys around for the long term. And not just for this, but if it, if this wasn't a one-time thing, which I don't believe it was a one-time thing in terms of how, how they feel about each other. Get ready for LaVisca then. Because mm. you better replenish that talent Yes, in spades. Yes. From Orange Crush 77. Hey, RK and Zach. First time posting. Technically the second as I missed the cutoff yesterday, so I'm reposting on this pod. I've been listening since February, but didn't subscribe until last month. Though yours wasn't the first Broncos podcast I found, it is by far the best and now the only one I listen to. Hey. I also listen to all of the audio stories. What an amazing way to add value for your subscribers. Thank you. That was my idea. I desperately try to keep up with my beloved Broncos while living behind enemy lines. I have an hour commute in Los Angeles traffic to and from work, and I can actually maintain my sanity and even enjoy my drive while listening to you guys. So thank you. So an hour uh, commute in Los Angeles. That's cool. You only live about a mile away from work. <laughs> exactly. No questions just yet, as you two have been amazing with the info. Uh, keep it up, and thanks again. Quick side note, I couldn't decide on just one shirt, so I bought a second one, and we'll be keeping an eye out for new items. Just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the amazing BSN merch team. Thank you. I'll definitely be rocking my BSN Philip Lindsay Mile High Salute t-shirt at the Broncos vs. Rams preseason game on August 24th. Hashtag damn good shirts. That's awesome. Orange Crush 77. I'll, I'll call you a hashtag damn good subscriber. Way to uh, just repost it. If you come in later, for some reason we missed it. I appreciate you doing that. And by the way, um, we'll be looking for you as we watch together during the fantasy draft. <laughs> yes, there we go. Go for Next it. Next one's from Sashid Sangha Harry says, to keep flogging a dead horse. Pressure that wear pressure. That that, where that's all, where though that's where all this tension in camp comes from after years of below mediocre success the pressure of quote not being blank 
And churning out a winning season is finally taking its toll. I personally like it. We all fight with our loved ones in some way or another. It shows we care. The players care about this team and desperately want to be good again. By no means am I condoning it or violence of any sort. As we we as fans have to understand this, right? Just my two cents. Pony up. Yeah, I have this scar on my arm right here. It's a, it's a, it's a reminder of how much my sister loves me. <laughs> Was it from her teeth? No, it was from her nails. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I love you, sis. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think you're on to something there. Uh, they do care a lot. They want to get better. And that's what Emmanuel is trying to do in the first place. I just think a lot of guys don't appreciate that type of leadership and, and that hurt things. Yeah. 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 For Mr. Freeze, did the BSN team ever figure out how to extend our subscriptions or do we have to make a whole new account to get the year subscription with the free shirt? Not a question for me, but you can email help at bsndenver.com and ask them. T-Dub says, hey guys, new subscriber here. Keep going. Not sure what the record for longest freeloader is, but I've been addicted to the pod since the training camp of 2016. I've came so close to subscribing so many times, but this time I finally pulled the trigger and couldn't be happier. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. (laughs) No question today. Just wanted to say that you guys are great, and I'm so excited that I don't have to be jealous of not being a part of this awesome family anymore. And we are so happy that you're with us, T-Dubs. We are. We are so, so happy. From Otis Merriweather. says, hey, guys, I'm wondering now, after a day of Sanders and Sutton, uh, is the bout still going to carry on for a bit or if you think it's blown over? I think we addressed that. After watching the video of Sanders uh, talking about their pay-per-view price for the next fight, it ended up seeming more like when my brother and I might get into it for thir- and then 30 minutes later, it's no big deal. I was also wondering if you think there's more tension this year because of the style, length, mindset of Vic's practices compared to VJ's. Could be, yeah. I mean, if you're out there for two two hours and 45 minutes. But there's been less fights. Even right. though the fights have been more uh, publicized, mostly because Vic says how much he hates them, <laughs> there have been less. Yeah. The most was Coobs uh, last year when there was a guy on the offensive line named James Ferentz who just wanted to start a fight every single day. <laughs> he would be off the team right now. The son of Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz. Ferentz? Mm. Ferentz? Yeah, Ferentz. Feral hogs. <laughs> did you read about that the other day? No. Oh, God. Of course he did. Did you see the hog at Broncos practice? I didn't. It was you, very unfortunate. You saw it. I saw a hoof or a paw or <laughs> whatever it's called. Also, I know that you have talked about how good he's looked, but I'm fully on board. I think Simmons is going to break out this year. He was one of only three players, I believe, to not miss a snap last year, and he was already solid. What do you think his ceiling could be? Pro Bowl. Yes, I think he can be a pro bowler. We thought that yeah. last year he took a step back, unfortunately. I think this is going to be a big year for him. But I have a great uh, Justin Simmons story. What? So yesterday, Justin is an all-time great guy. Yeah. Um, and unprompted, he just kind of came over to the media and started talking to us. And he revealed to us that one of the players that he watched when growing up was Steve Atwater because his dad was obsessed with Steve Atwater. And... So someone follows up with, so have you like introduced your dad to Steve? <laughs> He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to. That would be embarrassing. I don't want to see my dad like do that. And we're like, you've been on the Broncos for 
almost four years now and you haven't introduced your dad to one of his favorite players of all time and he's just around the facility every day he's like no i mostly tell my parents to like stay away like they're allowed to come to games but i don't want them ever coming to practices or uh like maybe during otas and we're like dude you have to introduce your dad to steve like at least get him like a signed jersey or something (laughs) he's like yeah maybe i will and then someone came up with the idea they're like they're like, um, you should tell him to go on that Broncos cruise. <laughs> just pay for him to go on that because Steve goes on it and he can just meet him there. You don't even have to be around. And he's like, he's like, no, my dad would literally follow Steve around the entire time. Just asking him questions about the old days. That's hilarious. It was pretty funny. Final one from Otis. He says, last one. I'm wondering if uh, you're thinking there's any way that Cal Muhammad can unseat Booker for his spot. What would it take for him to stay on the 53-man roster? Well, Booker doesn't even have a spot, so <laughs> he can unseat Booker's spot, but they're both on the street. He would just have to show that he is too good to be cut, that he's not making it on your practice squad. It's not happening. Um, the, he'll be on the practice squad. It's old Brett Rippon. And all these people that everyone's afraid of losing – They'll make it to the practice squad. It's really true. Really true. Next one coming in from LH. Don't read that one. Okay. Uh, he, can't, he, can't, he has a different one that's more comprehensive. Oh, perfect. But a good news is uh, Kirk Smith has a nice short one here. We can alternate. Yeah, he's all right, all right, all right. He says, hey, guys, sorry in advance for the long comment. Been listening for two years and subscribed a week ago. Couldn't pass up the great deal. I've been a lifelong Broncos fan living in Syracuse, New York, and the pod is a great way to get daily updates on the team. And the extra audio stories and content is well worth the price. I will be a yearly subscriber in the future. Awesome to hear. Four years ago, I spent two years... uh, Sorry, I spent... Wow. Four years ago, I went to my first Broncos game with my future wife in Cleveland, an overtime thriller on our path to Super Bowl 50. That was... That was a scary game. Mm. After that game, I added, watch the Broncos play in every NFL stadium to my bucket list. Since then, I've seen the Von Miller personal fi- uh, personal foul game in, in Buffalo for not helping Tyrod Taylor up, and the Jets game last year when they ran for, ran- for roughly 1,000 yards on our defense. After that game, I swore I wouldn't go to another game until the coaching staff changed. Luckily for me and every other Broncos fan. That happened quickly. Well, my wife surprised me this year for my for my 30th with tickets in Denver to see us play the Chiefs on October 17th. Ooh. I'm stoked to see a home game, and our Airbnb is a short drive from the Littleton Breckenridge Farmhouse. Nice. Can't wait to try some Strawberry Sky. All right, he has two questions. One, with this being Mahomes' second year in the league, do you think he'll regress with more film on him, or will I have to close my eyes at times on that Thursday night? right now or now that he has more experience he will absolutely regress that could still be to the tune of 40 touchdowns and 12 picks i mean still a fantastic season but he's going to regress yeah and i think i've mentioned this before but uh defensive coordinators usually spend a they do an off-season project where they really try to dissect one certain offense a lot of defensive coordinators were dissecting that offense this year. Exactly. With the way you guys are talking about Riddick being used in practice, I feel like our coaching staff is designing the offense to highlight our players' strengths. Is this the case, or will there be players like Isaiah McKenzie who have a special type of skill set, get cut for flaws in their game, and then I see them scoring touchdowns in Buffalo weeks later? Once again, thanks for the great content. You guys are awesome. I think this, this, off, this, uh, this group will use them a little bit more. I think so. I think so as well. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we'll finish up the rest of your questions. 
Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. Symbio Tax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. All right, we're finishing up your questions here on the BSN Broncos podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in and for supporting us in all the different ways that you guys do. I'm confused, Ryan. Why is Hot Pockets just coming up randomly today? Next one from Ice. People Man. realize that you've been <laughs> skimping out on your deal. Did we talk about it yesterday? No. But that's what I mean. Why today? It's just an off day Wednesday. They're, they're getting whacked out on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it says, hey, boys, no Broncos question until after the lynch embarrassment. Zach, when you try a Hot Pocket, don't try the Philly cheesesteak. It is not good from recent experience. It really just isn't. saying. It really isn't. That's good. That's good to know. The meat doesn't seem like meat. Oh, is it like slimy? I, I wasn't <laughs> going to use that word, but the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll stay away. Thanks, Iceman. BSM Broncos podcast, number one of the five I listen to every day, week, and month. It's not even close for number two. I will not mention them. I don't want to embarrass anyone, but Paxton, <laughs> the running back room, just a thought. We have an embarrassment of young talent there, but I remember the 2008 season when the Broncos needed eight tailbacks and converted fullbacks to finish the 16-game regular season. Including Peyton Hillis. They should not shortchange the running back room for a different position group. Touch wood. Really quick, Peyton Hillis. How did he make the Madden cover? Wild. <laughs> that is insane. And uh, those who were at the 
this one's not quite a BS, like one that you probably can only hear at a BSN meetup, but those who were at, who were at the BSN meetup got to hear the story of what presumably happened with Peyton <laughs> and why he wasn't a Bronco anymore. Yep. He says, Ryan, your 18 drinking story was so cute. You should have stuck with the 3.32 beers, just saying. I know you're an older guy, Iceman, when 3.2 beers were like a thing that they <laughs> gave to 18-year-olds. I've never had uh, a 3.2 beer in my life. I've had a few. But now you can't find them anywhere now that you can get beer at a why? liquor store. Isn't the point of drinking... <laughs> <laughs> to get buzzed yes why would you want to have to drink more and more <laughs> like three two beer it just seems so counterintuitive to me it's a, it's a good point during the broncos super bowl loss against the 49ers i drank a 12 pack of Michelob in three hours of the game my face turned a green tone and i'm almost died of alcohol poisoning stay safe bsners chugging a full strength beer every 15 minutes can put your life in real danger just saying please learn I, from my mistake on that one three hours a 12-pack. That's four an hour? Yep. Every 15 minutes. Huh. Doesn't seem that crazy, does it? <laughs> Boiled down like that? I just... I don't know. I don't think it's... I'm glad you're okay. It's a lot of bathroom trips. You're missing a lot of the game. That is very true. August 24th. I want to try my first Breck brew, the, uh, the Strawberry Sky, for the first time. On tap at Blake Street Tavern. Ah, I see where he's pointing to. After that, I will get a sampler and try the rest, but only in a glass of ice. Hence the Iceman nickname my boss gave me when we were working for Ma Bell in, in Louis, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Because it's I always... Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Because I always ordered a glass of ice with every beer. That was 1998. I've been Iceman or... Nostradogbert. Nostradogbert ever since. Go Broncos! Kick Lynch's rear end. So now we know Iceman because he yep. drinks his beer on ice. There you go. You really, you liked Ryan's story of and that's ice why earlier. he likes Keystone Ice. Maybe once you water it down with the ice, it's a little bit more drinkable. Does Keystone Ice mean something else? Does it mean Keystone on ice? It doesn't actually mean Keystone Ice. Maybe. Did you know there's a Keystone regular? It comes in a red can. Because you've only ever like had not Keystone light? light. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Keystone wow. regular, red box, red can. Wow. From not Philip Lindsay. Hey guys, I'm kind of breaking the one question rule, but you should see some of the other comments. Oh, we've seen them. <laughs> I have two questions about this team that you may or may not have answered. One, who do you guys think is the fourth receiver? Assuming it goes Sanders, Cortland, Deshaun. Um, for me, it's Winfrey. I do think it'll be Winfrey at some point in the season. Two, which non-quarterback are you excited to see against Seattle? Once again, thanks for all the great content, and I hope Paxton gets flattened by a big man after the shade he threw at us. <laughs> Uh, I've got a couple guys that I want to see, uh, Draymond Jones and Malik Reed. I want to see, can they match their performances? And then of course, Juwan. I want to see the offensive line again. That that's really just the most important thing from Broncos guys. 63. Hey guys, I'll make this quick because everyone seems to want to, seems to want to write novels. <laughs> I just saw a video of the fight on Twitter. seems like it will be a bigger deal than some are saying. Couldn't tell which one, but it looked like they left the ground with their first punch. <laughs> LOL. Not just a regular dust up. Also on the pod, you said neither of our guys you really want to root for or something along those lines. Can you elaborate on that? That is not <laughs> what I said. That is definitely not what I said. Don't take me out of context. I said neither guy is the easiest to get along with, so I can mm. see why they might not get along with each other. <laughs> yep. Anyways, that's. can I elaborate on that? They're both just very, very strong personalities. Mm-hmm. And 
it's a little more palatable with a manual. I'll just say that. I agree. I agree. Appreciate all the work, hard work, he says. P.S. I love that the pod includes everyone's questions, but damn, people seem to be going a little overboard. Maybe adding a rule that you can't comment over 2,000 words or something just for your guys' sake. I will listen and support the podcast regardless. Just seems like a whole lot for y'all. And remember, that is from Broncos Guy 63. You know what? Uh, we just need to somehow institute a character limit in here. Uh, what would that be? 240? 480? Yeah, we'll double Twitter. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Nick Gar comes in and says, does he have a first one? No, he says, a lot of comments. Sorry, but is Zach responsible for the fight? Oh, because of your question at Emmanuel Sanders camp. Oh, yeah, could be. <laughs> he says, also, if, if you say your comment will be short, please don't follow with an essay. I love that other people are standing up for us now. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is some new beef. Uh, that started just a few days ago. We do. We really would love it if you guys would just try to keep the comments a little bit shorter. It it does help us. And speaking of that, coming in from Jewel Flacco says, first off, subscribe, bench warmers. These two great guys will read your dumb username <laughs> and comment each time. You can trust me on that. Heck, your comments can turn into questions that RK and Zach ask actual Broncos players and staff. I can remember one fight between position groups, Golden Tate and Percy Harvin before Super Bowl 48. This one's for Paxton. They always say you can't make the club in the tub, but an important new lesson for the young guys in the social media era, you can't make the team as a meme. <laughs> I like that one. Is that new? Did think, he just make that up? I think he made that up. But that's, that's really good. If you didn't make it up, you have to give proper credit. Yeah, because if you made that up, that's great, especially for Paxton because he... Had a meme. The Seahawks should be a good test for producing calluses. Wow, I've never seen that word written out. They go extremely hard in the preseason. That's where Wolf got his neck injury. That's true. That sucks. I can understand keeping good connections with players while they're on the team, of course, but I've been loving the stories that slip out after bait is cut. As such, can we get a little out of what out of what went on behind the scenes with Carlos Henderson? See fence sitters. They read that. Subscribe today. <laughs> Love it. Broncos camp is the promo code. Five away. If, if all of you, and you know who you are, subscribe, not only will we break the record, we'll blow it away. Mm. All right. <clears throat> There's one Carlos question Henderson. in here. Carlos. Well, he had a little bit of Paxton Lynchitis, whereas he took his quote-unquote redshirt year and really enjoyed it uh, and wasn't exactly using it as uh, a year to – to stock up on mental reps. So I'll start there. The other thing is he was just, uh, what's the word? I don't know. A trouble magnet. Like obviously we heard about him getting caught in Louisiana with the weed. Was it Louisiana? I mm-hmm. think it was. Uh, but from things I've heard, he, he was constantly attracting just kind of bad news. He thought he had made it and not in a way where he was too big for the game. And typically that that's what people uh, associate when you say that he just he didn't think he needed to do anything else shocking <laughs> yeah honestly shocking. Yeah. the but, weird thing is theo riddick um is kind of what carlos henderson was supposed to be hmm. if you just put wide receiver next to right. his name it's a really good he's point. a wide receiver with running backs legs yep it's a really good point from lh of course from brazil he says so i'm here again to say that i love my number retirement on bullet points became a trend yeah he started that <laughs> one more thing emmanuel never has never had a good uh wait 
Emmanuel had never had as good a year as Sutton until his last year in Pittsburgh, and that was barely. He's a diva who likes to be the center of attention, and Sutton is another diva. Both are really wrong, and I hate this kind of thing. The same way flags and drops carry over from the training practice, from training camp to the field, if you're fighting people from your own team during training camp, how are you going to behave when you're facing a teasing opponent? Uh, you pro- I do think that could be a little different because you're just you're annoyed with these people. You know, if you fight with your brother and sister, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go out on the basketball court and just fight the opposing people because you fight with your brother and sister and your family because you're so close with them and you're so comfortable that things can just boil over. Whereas you, you do have a kind of different mindset uh, when you're going against like a stranger. Next one's from H town Bronco. He talks a little bit about the uh, Paxton Lynch stuff, although we already addressed it yesterday and I'm sure he's heard that by this point. Um, he goes, I hope Draymond Jones or a similar big dude on the second or third team comes up the middle and just straight lays him flat on his back. <laughs> Basically, it'll be the best part of the game for preseason game number one. Also, RK, I need you to put in a word to Breckenridge. Have yet to find any strawberry sky in Houston, only vanilla porter. And I'm uh, fiendish for a taste of this mystery beer while I watch the game. The, the word choice by you guys today has been strong. Also, kind of a, just a quick thing because we don't have much time on Breckenridge. They're being evicted from the original Breckenridge Brewery after coming to an agreement with the landlord to pay higher rent. He's decided, nope, kicking them out. Uh, so they're trying to kind of rally the community to, to get them to be able to stay. Downtown? Like, uh, in downtown Breckenridge. Wow. And that's the original location for them, original tap room. So, um, you know, check out their social media to see if there's any way you can help. But... I'll just really check it lame. out in person. I'll check it out in person this weekend. How about that? You should. Yeah. Uh, go give them your support. All right. From Bronco Matt. Hey, guys. Wanted to comment on the article Zach wrote with regards to training camp. I'm Zatch. Am- Zatch. Yeah. I'm amazed with Fangio to think a 60-year-old man jumped between two 300-pound guys throwing punches, driving one of them back 10 yards by the shoulder pads with a firm push at the end. <laughs> just wow. I can only imagine the respect the players feel for him now. Just to go, just to sh- goes to show how much he commands the team. Really quick. Let's just say Vance Joseph had done this in last year's <laughs> training camp. We would not be getting the same reaction. No, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> also, if you're not subscribed and craving longer podcasts, the guys almost have daily articles that are in audio format. The guy, These guys almost, yeah, okay. Giving some days 10 to 20 minutes more of quality Broncos talk to enjoy. Love the plug, Bronco, Matt. Thank you. And really quick, I was once Deshaun Williams. Have I told that story? No. Yep. Coach got so mad at me picked me up and threw me but it was like down a hill i tumbled what why (laughs) what did you do in high school i uh i didn't hit the running back as he went out of bounds and i was you just you you pulled up and as the running back was kind of going out of bounds we would have hit out of bounds like right out of bounds and i pulled up and what did he say oh he was so pissed what was his point this, this running back his name was mr jones Oh, I know Mr. Jones. Yep. He yep. committed to see you. Yep, he did commit to see you. And he's uh, a big boy. He's a big boy compared to a, he's, he's a huge. Zach that I can only he's, assume was smaller back then. He's a D one athlete. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> I was. Never hey, turned hey, into much. If, I, wait, didn't he end I think he ended up decommitting and go to Texas A and M. Yep. He was he was teammates with Vaughn. You know him well. I'm impressed. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> I wasn't hitting him, is is the point. So I did got Deshaun Williams. Did you ever tackle him? Oh yeah. I'd be a shoot uh, Here's how I would tackle those guys because we also had another big running back like him. They would hit me. Is it mean, Tony Jones? Uh, let's 
Like his his real name? His, no, his teammate. Uh, no, no, okay. it was just a white guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get the point. Yeah, um, these guys would hit me, and they would totally pancake me. But I just hold on to their shoes. And then uh, I actually have a little scar from where one of them stepped on me. Oh, maybe it's gone away. But and then and then someone would come and clean them up. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's pretty it's successful though. Imagining you trying to tackle Division One. <laughs> so I just want to know what the coach said. Like, what was his point? Like, you can't pull up. Yeah, exactly. You can't. And and here's the thing though: if I would have hit him, I would have been in trouble from the offensive coach. For, for hitting, for the, hitting him. because he, he was the untouchable. He was like the quarterback. Right. He was the gold. All right, next one's from Lone Star Bronco. That's a great story. Hey, guys, need an update. How have snaps been? Haven't heard much, and I'm assuming no news is good news. Exactly. You're right. I'm assuming y'all are going to touch on Cortland Emanuel's explanation, so if you already did, feel free to skip this. We exactly. will. Thursday night's game starts at 9 p.m. here in Texas. I'm sure I'm not in the worst situation watching-wise, but daggum, too old for that, LOL. I'm glad you're not a Pac-12 fan. I hope Paxton throws three pick sixes. Yeah, I mean it is such it is a late game. At least he's hoping for Pax not not for Paxton to get hit. Just to throw pick sixes. Yep. Next one from Steve Atwater Hall of Fame says, It's that time of year again. Renewed optimism. If the defense lives up to their potential, Coach Skangs performs well enough to draw head coaching opportunities after year two. Flacco has a career year. The last two rookie classes make the necessary leaps forward and they avoid the injury bug. Knock on what touchwood. What is this team ceiling if everything goes right? 12 and 4. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking ceiling, 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 12 and 4. And really, the, by far the most important part of that is the defense being the best defense in the NFL. That will get them to a place where they can be 12 and 4. And then second is obviously Flacco having a career year. And the offense doing enough to get the defense a lead so that the defense can truly be the elite defense. <laughs> buzzer reader from bluff and broncos he says hey guys i have a music recommendation specifically for ryan it's a band called pine grove they're from new jersey and have that same folky twang that embodies both dawes hey a little dawes mm. shout out after that and gregory allen isaacoff i can't believe i've mentioned dawes on this podcast before yeah you have yeah oh, okay let me just say it's damn good music i have a quick question he says why do offenses keep their scheme so vanilla during the preseason vanilla offenses brought to you by vanilla porter <laughs> I understand why they do that. Na- uh, why they do not want to show too much to opposing teams, but isn't this the best time to experiment and see what works and what doesn't? I'm not saying a trick play every other down, but why not try some plays on fourth and long, or maybe try a short pass to the fullback on second and short? Just curious. Thanks as always, guys. Safe travels. Because you don't want to give anything away. You don't want to give anything away. You know what? The time to try stuff is joint practices. Mm. That's when you'll see uh, uh, Skangs kind of open up the playbook because it's not on film. And hey. The only way you're going to know about those joint practices is if you subscribe to BSN Ever Using Broncos Camp because joint practices with the 49ers will be closed to the media or to the public. But we, Ryan, we will be watching every single play that goes on. And that's going to wrap it up for us today on the BSN Broncos podcast. Thank you guys for everything you do. Uh, thank you for getting us our five-star status back on iTunes. Uh, if you want to go leave a comment or a, a review there, please do. Uh, and thank you guys for subscribing using Broncos Camp. I have a feeling because I, I have faith in you guys that the next time we talk on this podcast, the record will be ours. Hey. And with that, we're going to let you go. Have a great day and uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Talk to you later. It's getting me down.
Hey guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. Sleeping